Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And Becca's about to leave us to take the gas no, pump out of her car. We've so we're just basically starting started. out strong. We've start. Oh my word! Look at that price. Oh my live God, broad, gas in the live car. broadcasting. I just filled the up the car. It is a hundred and nine dollars, you guys. A hundred and nine. Pretty sure everybody's feeling this wherever they are. They're feeling the pain. We just witnessed Becca feeling it. Sorry, guys. Just Do you hear her out there from outside hallooing sorry, back in? Sorry, I'm coming this back. This is what we call We've, a quality podcast. <laughs> we have descended into just bringing you with us on our errands. Yeah. <laughs> So, what have we been about, Mega, since the last time we well, spoke? Well, you know, I feel like I have, I don't know what I have done since we last spoke. I think that I have kind of drifted about trying to figure out how to clean up from the from wedding. Life. Mm-hmm. And we're about to leave town, which is why we're squeaking in a podcast today during the air. I'm trying. I'm trying to ease myself back into being a mobile human, and it well, is an it's interesting, kind of exciting it is. to see her up and about. I know. And on her feet. I thought to myself, I'll put on my Apple Watch and actually see how many steps I can get in a day, and it, that is hilarious. It's like 112. Well, it's just funny. No, I'm. I think I'm past 112. Well, but then. the funny part is that I used to get 14 to like 15 or 16 thousand. Oh wow! In a day, and yeah. I can tell that 10,000 steps is way past my capacity yeah. right now. So yeah. I'm easing into it. But that's good. Turns out, if you just don't do anything for a long time, it has yeah. consequences. Yeah, it's definitely you can atrophy. Yeah, I'm trying to rebuild the ruins <laughs> where I have lost my ability but to walk about. Like a hundred percent, but you're definitely no, guys. I better. think I'm operating at like twenty-seven percent of it's my pretty normal. Pretty exciting. Yeah. And that feels like superhuman. Like strength. she's off to the races. Yeah, I sewed a throw pillow. Oh, that is good. No, I mean, whoa. Look at you. Whoa. Yeah. What kind of radical productivity is exactly. this? You know? Amazing. Not like I'm still, I'll tell you what's different. This is a different tidbit. In all my other lifetimes when I was morning sick, yeah. every time that most of my life was me vomiting or laid out, you know what didn't happen? The kids did not just take the car and my bank card and go get food and yeah. come home and make right. dinner. Right. And carry on with their lives. That is a while I did nothing. A different, a different twist. Yeah, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but we've we've done this enough times to try to brace ourselves for this fierce reality that I, the hot second I can drink a cup of coffee, which I have not yet done, but yeah. it, it's bound yeah. to happen sometime. Okay, is I come zooming back, like having been gone. <laughs> dead, can't care, don't know for mm-hmm. months. I mean, like, mm-hmm. just months of I don't care what's happening sure. in the house or in the kitchen, yeah. whatever. That I come ricocheting back out of it, and one of my first moves will be, like, I'm at, literally in the kitchen for the first time in forever. Yeah, Everyone's been living life without me. Yeah, And I will open a drawer and be like, who did this? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> or you open the fridge and you're Get like, out a review. what is happening here? Who thought this was a good idea? And then you just have to think in advance yeah. to not be don't, that person. Don't be that. And because yeah. I think as soon as I come back, 
what Luke would like would be a couple weeks off, <laughs> right? Like the minute that I blast yeah. in. And it, so it really is ideal for him that as soon as I come back, what happens is that he comes home from work and I'm like, here's what we need to get at the building supply. <laughs> Yeah. I so we yeah. expect this of each other now. We yeah. expect this yeah. problem and we yeah. don't fall into sin about it like we used to easily fall in <laughs> I mean it'd just be so funny that I could whip out of nowhere and be like, Everyone should know that this is a bad way to do the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> now I uh-huh. now I try uh-huh. to ease in more yeah. gently. Uh-huh. That's good. Uh-huh. You can sort of journal a couple notes to yourself for a week and a half from now. Yes. It's like, Rachel, the day you drink your coffee, just yeah. keep it to yourself. Because it's Whatever you find out, keep it to yourself. What do you think? It's going to be about 10 days from now, nine days from now, you're going to suddenly spring forth? Well, I'm in that ballpark. I mean, it's in that range. And you kind of ease, you start easing out of yeah. the agony into yeah. the like, I can sense hey, the hey. ease now. Yeah, I, I'm feeling I can, it. I can see it. Me too. Me too. When yeah. I was telling Becca, now when I throw up, it just is a thing that comes upon you suddenly. Like, I'm carrying on my life, and then suddenly you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, no, bad, gotta go yeah. puke. But that's very different from spending all day yeah. postponing the fact yeah, yeah. that you have to puke for as long yeah. as you possibly can. Yeah, and exactly. It's different. It's a different little yeah. scene I have going now. Well, I'm just going to say that the Palouse right now is so gorgeous and so green and so amazing, but so very wet and rainy that, I don't know, I'm We're about doing to... the opposites of last year. Yeah, I'm about to leave town for a week and I haven't had to water anything that I planted yet. And I'm probably going to leave town and have it all parch out because the sun will come out. It'll take a little while for it to perch out right now. There's a lot of draining and drying that will have to happen first. Yeah. It's it's definitely a bog outside. Uh Uh-huh. The wheat really likes it, though. I think the farmers are not loving it. No, but the wheat that was, the winter wheat, Mm. is bonzo. Yeah. But so, I don't think, I think, to be honest, I'm not sure that there's many times that the farmers are thrilled. say that this weather yeah. is exactly what we hoped for. No, probably not. But we are having extremes from one extremely dry spring to yeah. an extremely, well, spring and summer, to an extremely wet late spring. Those things yeah. kind of, yeah. you know. I know. So anyways, my great dreams of gardening, we'll see. We'll see. I did plonk some things in the dirt. I've done that too, but, but I don't know how. I've not really given them another. I don't know how much fluid is coming from that. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm sort of looking at the future of my life with like, hey now, hey now, I'm not going to be teaching in the fall, so I could, you know, yep. back to the drawing board on my life routines. Not funny. I, I feel see. like I'm doing exactly yeah, the same thing. You are. Back to the drawing board. I was just telling Becca that maternity clothes, it turns out, is a deep sea of depression right mm-hmm. now for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that the problem is that I'm an old mom in all the ways. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And I am not willing to put up with things that I don't want mm-hmm. right now. 
and but I'm also old in that I'm not the target audience. I think a lot of people my age are having babies, but my what's unusual of me is to have started young and be yeah. having a baby now. That yeah. part is more of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I've put in a lot of hours with maternity pants that fall down, and I'm unwilling to do it. I just... I'm with you there. I I'm really like, am. I've already lived that, and I don't no. want to live it no more. No. It is so, such a... And I've been excessively thwarted, because I finally... I wanted a pair of jeans that I had when I was pregnant with Moses because they were my final okay. destiny of pants that okay. don't fall down and okay. I remember thinking that was a really expensive pair of maternity jeans and I would always buy like I would just immediately buy that every okay. time again because they didn't fall okay. down but could I find them for a purchase no I could not find them for purchase and the whole world has had this idea right now back up let me tell you what maternity clothes are featuring right okay. now. Okay. All right. Under the belly jeans with yeah. little side elastic panels. Like little side oh. triangles. Oh. I just think, who's never been pregnant before to know how much <laughs> this won't hold up? Like, this will not stay on your body. It will not. It's, no. This no. is not designed to no. keep yourself in pants. It's no. just terrible. So anyways, I no, finally, I thought, the I'll maternity look on, plumber pants. Yes. I was like, I'll <laughs> look on eBay and see if I can find the ones that I wanted. Found mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. in the size I needed, ordered them up and they came and they were two sizes bigger than they'd been listed as. So no. like, as soon as I pull them out, they're clearly not at all my size. Uh, so, and then I ordered some shirts that were obviously going to be way too small. Like the pants are all too big. Mm -hmm. The shirts are too tight. Mm -hmm. Then nothing is nice. Yeah. Nothing yeah. out there is is made to no support my old pregnancy. <laughs> but I did find out after all that that the pants were still available. They were. I just oh. didn't know the the appropriate. I was searching for like full panel. Oh. And it was supposed to be a secret panel. Oh. You know, which was a full panel, but what is a secret panel? A full panel. But, if, but see, a full panel never did work for me. How does it? That's because what's good about it. The technology got the technology peaked in maternity at Blair when I was pregnant with Blair okay. was the best. But that was also because Gap was doing a lot of maternity then okay. more than just a black T-shirt. Yeah, and they right. were doing a lot, and they had some available in Spokane, so you could like, try on maternity clothes, which was a big okay. change. But the panel, the fabric of the panel, got a lot better, oh, so that okay. it didn't stretch out and bag out and fall down. I just remember the terrible beginnings of the creep, and oh. it would start to roll, and then all of a sudden it would go like down yeah, to the bottom yeah, of they, your stomach. They, Corrected it was that. Terrible. They corrected that failing. Anyways, yeah. it's really not as interesting, but no. it takes up a lot of my mental space right now. Yeah, yeah. And then we read the other day. I was really laughing at how pertinent a passage that you know well, you know that you're like well acquainted with, but it's never been so relevant was okay. in um, the. I think it's in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew. But it was like. 
do not worry about what you will eat or drink or what you will put on your body. <laughs> I was like, uh, that yeah. little passage yeah. never spoke so much to the worries of my life as it did. You know, like, yeah. I definitely, that definitely is some of the things that I'm consumed with right now. That is really funny. Anyways, yeah. yeah it is Stop funny. it. Stop being consumed. Stop thinking that I need to worry about what I'm going to put on my body. So I was like, all right, I see how it is. But I think I told you already, I just think that they're making maternity clothes. I'm just not going to wear a puff sleeve off the shoulder ruffle thing that seems designed for me to get a photo shoot in a field and I'm not doing it. So I, when you go look, your options seem to be like that. Or a yeah. strapless body sock. Like things <laughs> things that are really not I'm like, I'm really neither of these options. I'd like to choose something yeah. other. Yeah. Like take me away from these choices. Yeah. But oh well, that's my little cross to bear right it now. Is. My it little is. troubles mm. that afflict me. Yep. Oh. Well. Re entry into life. Yeah. And finding a clothes to wear. I feel like there's a lot of re-entry that we're both doing right now. Yeah, we are. Very for different sure. places. Yep, for sure. Did you want me to play you a terrible parenting tip oh. from the internet? Okay, well, somebody what could sent be it to better me. than that? Well, somebody sent it to me, and it's this woman, Mary Van Geffen. Okay. She speaks really... She's really... It's actually quite tragic, but she speaks primarily to people about, um, I think her whole Instagram account is about parenting spicy children. Oh, like on purpose, you're trying to make them spicy or they are spicy? I think it's a mix of, of being pleased that you have spicy children and also it's sort of a deconstructing she's still very much acting like she is a Christian and that she's talking like that's these are important points but she's totally abandoned all she's just you know definitely has abandoned Christian principles okay but what makes me laugh about it in a breeze through her Instagram account is just lots of posts about yelling is normal, being angry is normal. Oh dear. You know, okay, but this is her this is her quick series of hold on, let me try to make sure everyone can hear this. A child is not sinful or in need of you to control their will. And you are not a representation of God's authority to them. You're just a fallen, failing forward human made in the image of God. But you don't need to get your child to obey to be a faithful person. Your child is not sinful. So here's what I want to know. Your child if your child is, is not, not sinful, sinful, but how did you become a fallen person? Well, no, you're just a failing forward person. You're, no, you're just a fallen failing forward. So your child's not sinful, but apparently yeah. you can be sometimes. Well, again, we just we just revisit the old romantic worldview where the children are unfallen angels and well, you fell from grace somehow because of society. Right. Well, the I did go look at the comments on this and that actually is really sad because the comments on her video are tons and tons and tons and tons of women being like, 
preach. I'm so glad you said this. Just like all of oh, this. It's sad. And then someone says like at our former or at our church, somebody told me that my children were not behaving well or something. And she's like commenting back, get the hell out of there. <laughs> Oh my word. And you're like, oh wow. And then, but the peak comment in the thread that I, I mean, I breezed through it. There might have yeah. been better, but the one that tickled me the most was someone says, I disagree with this because scripture says all have sinned and fall yeah. short of the glory of God. And she responded with a, I choose to live by the words of, I'm, I'm probably getting the name wrong. But it was like a Jenny Simmons song. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody quotes scripture at you and you're like, instead I choose the words of life that come to me from Jenny Simmons. And they were, and they were like, uh, sort of like you are beautiful just the way you are. Oh, God no. loves you. You are, you know, oh, it was one Lord. of these hilarious okay, well, things. I'm just going to go ahead and plug my husband's sermon from yesterday. But he was talking about the way in which you can get yourself into a tangle. And he's like, it can just coach you through how to commit this sin. But he said that what you do is you imagine your life as you would like it to be. He's like, and it doesn't have to be all fleshly and everything. It's just you, you know, you have a lot of money. You're just tithing. You're blessing the body. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. just going to be hospitable with all that. You're just, you know, like you just yeah. imagine this, this wonderful thriving life. And then he was like, and then you just kind of cross your eyes a little bit to, to try to convince yourself that that's what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want for you. It's what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. And so if you just let yourself get confused on that point for a second, then when it's not coming to pass, you have a godly sorrow because this is God's wishes, yeah, right. God's wishes for you that are not coming to pass. And it was his ideas that are being, <laughs> he's been thwarted, thwarted somehow. Yeah. And so basically like anybody who tries to tell you to rejoice in the Lord always in this circumstance, he's like, no, you can flip that around on them and make them be the one who is out of touch with God's will and very much not, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the ones that are in sin right now because it's God's ideas that are, are you are clinging to God's will. Uh-huh. When what it is, is it's your own best idea of what you uh, want. It's like I'm living by the words of my own vision for my life. Yeah, yeah, but you can convince yourself that that is, in fact, what God would have for you. And so whenever you have anybody who starts off with a like, but do you really think that God would ever ask me to? And it's like, well, I don't know. Look in the Bible and see if he did. You Has know. God ever asked difficult <laughs> things of his people? Right, because... Because the sort of, but do you think that God would ever want me to have to do this hard thing? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know what? He wrote a book and we could consult it. We could go take a little look-see and find out if God wanted that. If he did ask you to do that Mm -hmm. or if he did not. And, And it's not like, you know, there's plenty of situations that sure, God would have you get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. But he did leave us some instructions. You know, some clear instructions about it. Yeah, and, and, those, so, and those clear instructions are never bother people because they're not clear. 
they bother because they're so painfully clear. Right. Because it's just like, well, yeah. rejoice in the Lord always. But whenever somebody basically metaphorically shuts the Bible and pushes it away from them and says, but do you really think that God would? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what you're doing there is you're filling in what you would do if you were God. And that is not the same thing. And so when you say, I choose, I choose rather to live by Jenny Simmons, you're just being a little more blunt, but this is, this is something we all can do quite easily. And I think as at the base sometimes of a lot of discontent. If you don't yeah. feel like your marriage, like, like, no, that happens all the time with women thinking my husband's not a spiritual leader, right. and they think like, that I wish we my had a godlier. Vision, my marriage. vision for his leadership is God's vision for him, and so my grief that he's not yes. that man is God's grief that he's yes. not being that man. And so my fussing and complaining and it's right mourning about it's it. It's actually because of my heart for God's ways yeah. that I'm having this. <laughs> continuous sin problem and and the thing is is that it frequently is having a hawkeye out for other people's duties with regard to scripture uh-huh and then your mournfulness over them not doing it is basically just a godly sorrow you know it's just basically i'm <laughs> i'm in a period of lament I'm, my lament is... And, and you're not paying attention to the fact that God told you to rejoice always. And he told you to give thanks for everything. And he told you to live in the joy of the Lord. And mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so you being in a glum little, you know, case of the mopes is you not doing what God said. Which is interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's quite easy to blur your eyes enough... Where? Well, I think the eye blurring is one of the most, uh, like, it is sort of a version of the the forever threat of don't cross your eyes, although it gets stuck like that. Yeah. Because people get stuck like that. They get stuck outside of reality and yeah. outside of an ability to perceive their own behavior yeah. Yeah. accurately. Absolutely. Like, they do not perceive yeah, who they're being in this yeah. context, or yeah. the like, they just really lose track. And then the longer it's the longer that you go on like that, the more oh, difficult it is for anyone yeah. to ever get to the bottom of what the heck is even. No, because you've built a big callus up over it. Well, it then. seems, and it seems kind of like going like if you go to the dump and look at one of those huge piles of garbage at the yeah. dump. And then be like, all right, let's really figure out what happened to that can down there. Like, you're like, mm -hmm. nobody has uh, any kind of accurate perception anymore yeah. of anything. And so then yeah. it just ends up, it's just, I, this always, everything seems to come back to this. Confess your sins, you know, be, be forthright and, and I think, try to see yourself honestly. Yeah, and confess the ones that you are actually committing because... You can confess your husband's sins all day long and it won't bring you any relief. Or joy. No. Or success. No. And you could pray for your husband. That's not... Obviously, pray for your husband. But what I mean is like, you can sit there and you can stew and be sad and sorrowful over everybody else's failings or your mother-in-law and the way in which she is not living up to the godly standards for mother-in-laws or... You know, your father was never what you needed or, right. you know, like 
And you can find all the ways in which they are doing it wrong. And you might be right. But it's sort of like, what is that to you? You follow me. I know. Totally. Totally. It's, that is one of the, it is a hard, hard, but incredibly merciful truth of the gospel. Like, you don't need to untangle your entire childhood and everything that ever happened to you to move on. Like, you don't need to get through, like, the gospel, actual forgiveness, actual letting go of things, actually giving it to God is the only way to cut through the tangles. Yeah. That every, because every human has an inaccurate perception of every, you know what I mean? Like, everybody has a biased perspective and a, there's no way you can dig through your entire past or 20 years of your marriage or your entire childhood and your relationship with your parents in an unbiased way and sort out the truth and reality like to a certain extent i mean some of the time yes it's very helpful to go back and and revisit things and i don't i don't mean you can't deal with things no but i just mean like let's say that you did go back and you thoroughly cataloged everything somebody had done to you that made you the way you are Uh uh-huh okay what did that bring to the table? Like not peace, not restoration, you know, not, not freedom, not no. nothing. No, mostly that could just be a real record of wrongs that and you've then, assembled and cross-referenced of, and alphabetized right, and got notarized. Think, <laughs> think of if you had, if everyone in your life did that of things that you've done. Oh my word! You know what I mean? Like things that you. I know, and the thing is, it is helpful to be like, okay. I think the reason that I struggle with this is because my mom was an ultra perfectionist and very harsh. Okay, that's probably useful. If you then turn around and use that observation to make you be more faithful, more obedient, more godly, but Uh not so that you can sit there and nurse your wounds and notice all the ways in which she failed you. I think the thing I'm trying to say, and maybe this is... I mean, we're obviously talking about big issues here, and there's a lot of things that I would say you do need to deal with. Like, if you, if there's, mm-hmm. there are all kinds of sins that can be in people's pasts that may not be just carried on from and pretended that nothing oh, yeah. happened there. You know, like you can't, I'm, so this has nothing to do with the things that, which would be a huge genre of things that we would say actually need to be dealt with in some way. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, you know, and obviously we're talking vaguely. But the real thing is that there's there's a lot of unbelief in the actual power of Christ yeah. to take us out of our bogs. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Like these big swampy wallows of t- entangled people who sinned against you and things that grieve you and things that mm-hmm. made you feel like less than you should have felt like. And, you know, like, there, it's like this belief that if I could get that person to apologize or say the right thing, it would heal me. But giving it to God would never have that power. Right. right. And Christ I think, could never just... Like, some of the time, I think it could be really useful if you just thought, okay, I think that the reason that I am 
suspicious and have a hard time trusting my husband is because my dad abandoned the family. Yeah, sure. You know, like that's actually and could be a noticing very, it might be a real step yeah, towards it might be being a real like, key. Oh. But it what it should be is like a key that helps you to let go of the ungodly part and see it when you are tempted towards it and understand it when mm-hmm. you feel yourself going that way. And it should be like an aid to obedience and not just like one more thing that you tell everybody about that is so hard for you. You know, like one more way in which other people should all, you know. This is a thing that is, there's a lot of this kind of heart issue that is really, 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 really visible in, um, well portrayed in The Great Divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like the guy that won't stop being the puppet, you know, mm-hmm. like won't start, mm-hmm. won't stop being his pretend, yep. his pretend self Yeah, long enough to yeah. do Like just, it's amazing that yeah. there is a lot of that. But I have like through the years, like there's a, a really, you know, it's sort of like your options when someone sins against you is to let love cover it. Like someone sinned against me and I'm going to let love cover it, which is a way of saying Jesus is going to cover it and I'm not going to harbor it. I'm not, it's not my love. Just love himself is going to handle this. I am not, I am no longer holding onto this in any way. Right. Right. You're going to let love cover it. Or if it's something that genuinely needs to be addressed, then you have to address it and confront it in a biblical manner. Yeah. Right? Most of the time, people don't want to do either of those things. No. Right? So, you feel like someone sinned against you, which means you have a right to act out now, too. Yeah. We do a lot, a lot of the just trying to keep yourself from being the worst one in there. Yes. But yes. but trying to drive up to the speed limit, like trying to stay five miles an hour under what they did so they can still be the villain. But you're going to be as bad. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's going to misbehave. Well, there's a lot of... When you're you're trying to pass the buck back and forth to each other, which is how a lot of fracases go, you know? It's like, well, I might have used a snotty tone, but that was because you were clearly accusational in the way you phrased Mm -hmm. that. And then it's like, well, your snotty tone that you used is why I was accusational, because... You know, like there's that sort of pushing back and forth. I think in marriages, it's really common for there to be one person who, who snaps or breaks, Mm -hmm. like who's the person that has the least control of themselves when they, so who's the person who acts out? Yeah. But that is not the same thing as it's like, so who yeah. Who is it that's the owner of the coals that busted a flame out? And who is the person mm-hmm. working the bellows diligently? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who is the person yeah. blowing on those coals, yeah. doing like Being doing everything they can? Priests of Baal yeah, trying to get then, the fire to fall. And then, acting, <laughs> and then acting like, see? See? Like, she's always like this. You know, yeah. like she's now that I provoked her into one of our big scenes again. <laughs> now I can call everyone, and everyone will know that I'm the can, innocent party yeah. because she's yeah. out of her mind right now. You know, 
And it's so true. And I it get seems really, yeah. it seems like that kind of thing happens a lot when kids are little. Do you among your children like they can find like the littler kid is often the one that might splash out and biting people, you <laughs> yeah. know? But the person who's been walking around Needling behind them, them all day <laughs> whispering rude remarks in their ear is like mom i was just i was just casually here here. when she turned on me and bit me and it was terrible (laughs) and it's like it's really a human thing to do that to push other people's buttons i don't know why i'm i'm having this very weird metaphor that i'm not sure even works but you know i'm picturing like a kid with two little plastic cups that they're pouring the milk back and forth between one cup to the other cup and back to the other cup and back to the other one. Basically, all you end up with is a massive mess of a puddle of milk. Uh-huh. And I feel like that is well how a lot of this passing of the buck goes. Yeah, it's like, you're like, well, that didn't do well, anything for us. Well, if you hadn't have, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and I feel like this can be in super petty little just squabble levels, but it can also be in, like, pretty huge life catastrophes. When you have yeah. people sinning against each other and trying to throw it on the other person as being their deal and they throw it back at you and rarely is it going in the cup. It's no <laughs> splashing all it's over. It's like we've all lost perspective. Like none of us, yeah. nobody is nailing it anymore. No. Yeah. And that is, the reality is, as in all things in life, it's like short accounts, Be try to be honest about your own you know, like try to see your own behavior from some perspective that's not your own well, you squinty-eyed approach. I feel like this is a good prayer: is wanting to see yourself accurately in the story, like you mm-hmm. see who you are and how you're behaving. But I was telling someone this the other day: praying for somebody that you have a, a disagreement with. I think it is a very healthy, very healthy thing. Well, you have to, to pray, pray for them, not about well, them. Just. I was saying, pray that God would help you to see that person the way he sees that person. Mm-hmm. And that changes a lot because, because we like to be the little scribe that has put together the list of all their failings. And it's like, is that how Jesus sees them? Because the uh, truth is, if they're a Christian then, you know, it's like, how does God see them? He sees his son in them. Yeah. Does he see a forgiven sinner? Are you just getting out? I'm just just cracking that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to leave now. No, he he sees a forgiven sinner. He sees Christ in them. And not, he's not, God is not the great harborer of petty grievances. Right. At people. Right. Which, exactly. take a little moment and think about what good news that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. it's not one of the attributes of God that we should want to cast aside. But see, that is, there's quite a lot of teaching in scripture on judge not lest ye be judged for the judgment by which you judge you shall be judged. And that's, that's the key right there. It's not saying never make a judgment about somebody, but it's like, you should be holding other people up to the same standard that you want to be held up to yourself. I mean, that is the golden rule. Right. And if you want God to see every little failing on this other person's part, 
Realize how terrifying that would be. I know, be. if you're being like, Lord, treasure it up. Put their little sins yeah. in your bottle. Like, <laughs> that is just... It's terrible because you can't want God to operate on strict justice with your husband, but on nothing but mercy and grace with you. Oh, he thinks I'm beautiful the way I am. God Mm -hmm. loves me, Mm -hmm. but not my husband, who's (laughs) the one who does bad stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This is obviously a huge topic, but I actually think it's a huge topic that, that Christians... That it behooves us to think about. Because all of our little human squabbles often go back to this not equal weights and measures about our own sins versus their sins and our own failings versus their failings and our own petty grievances Mm -hmm. versus what petty Mm -hmm. grievances they may have. And I, I have found, I mean, I remember, I mean, even now, if I go, I, I could go into somebody else's bedroom in our house and just be like oh my word because you have no mercy in your heart no for why these things happen no but in your own bedroom you You are aware of the narrative you're aware of the well that's because somebody else brought that basket of laundry in here when i i was busy and then this happened yeah and you know the reason so you're far more compassionate and understanding about what wrongs are going down (laughs) in your own territory (laughs) and you have no mercy at all about them you know like you're just like i don't who does this who who lives like this with garbage exactly well i need to go though this is the bad news i have to be in an appointment so this is a short podcast but let it be known that we we did it we touched the base we did it we did the pod and until next time yeah try to be uh, a truth teller about yourself (laughs) (laughs) all right see you later bye if you enjoyed this episode and would like to support this podcast and the work of canon press join up at canon plus just click the link in the show notes create an account and have a look around